Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. Right. Now, Bolo here is a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 2. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT Podcast. Blank. Blank. Everyone, welcome back to the live review podcast. Here we are. Um, the only RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. You should be listening to. You know what? I'm offended. <laughs> they're, they're trying to promote the Squirrel Friends. Stop trying to make Squirrel Friends happen. It's not going to happen. Okay? It's not going to happen. We are. I am the podcast. Have you ever listened to Squirrel Sorry. Friends? We are the podcast. We are. <laughs> we are. Not being fun. Actually, we're endorsed by several of the Drag Race Down Under Queens. We've had lovely messages from Spanky, Minnie, Hannah last week. Oh, Wonderful. They're, they're just a lovely cast, aren't they? They're, they're just... really, really lovely and approachable. I f- they're friends of the pod. They're friends of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend of the pod. And we're friends of Down Under. Yeah. Go on. You are Down Under. Yes. I I am he. <laughs> you are I the concept just, of Who is she, me, her, she is <laughs> that. So, um, I mean, we could get straight into it if you like. Straight into the is there any drag goss race. Or, there was a little bit of Down Under Goss this week, slash drama out in the community. So they've just, um, they're starting the uh, a combined season one and season two tour. And etc. very publicly pulled out. Um, now, she didn't name a name, but it was very clear who it was about, that there was another queen on the cast that she did not feel comfortable being on the cast with. And it's clearly Scarlett Adams when she gave the description. Interestingly, Karen from Finance is not on the tour. She seems to have opted out or um, she seems to be touring on her own. I reckon Karen very smartly has kind of said, I'm going to do my own thing and distance myself from Down Under season one. Because it wasn't good for Karen. It wasn't a good run. She's a really talented queen, but she just wasn't great at Drag Race or wasn't portrayed as great. But it's just very interesting, etc. On a just taking a, a moral stance essentially against being on the cast with Scarlett. Mm. Scarlett A. Because there are you, many Scarlets. What are your thoughts? What do you think? I think it's tricky. I think I think I'd, I admire her choosing her principles over um, over cash because it would have been lucrative for her. Um, it does put some of the other queens in a bit of a tricky position. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was very interesting that um, Jojo and Coco were very much on the cast. But then I, it made me a bit sad because it made me wonder, like, maybe they don't want to be on the cast with Scarlett, but because they were early outs, they need the coin. My question to you is, mm. do you think that this is a decision or something that should have come from Jojo? So, sorry, et cetera, because it was et cetera who... Yeah, but don't you think that oh. uh, don't you think that Jojo or Coco, was there, Coco, Coco like, yeah. should have been uh, should have been the ones that were the gatekeepers for whether or not mm. we're comfortable going on tour with you? Like, if, I don't know, are they comfortable going mm. on tour with them because they're the POCs? Yeah, I don't. So don't know. you think it's 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 there? It's for them to gatekeep that actually, and not etc. As a, you know, I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming she's a white. She's a white I don't queen. exactly know etc.'s heritage, but I mean she's quite white presenting. But I don't know if she's of mixed mm. heritage. Um, I guess another thing that it, like I don't think it's good for Scarlett to be on the tour. Scarlett, you should you should have pulled your name out the, the I think, second that you, yeah. you felt this. This the second you felt it, you should have just I taken mean, it out. 
not up to me when or whether Scarlett is forgiven. That's not like a conversation, really. What I do think is that she should kind of go away and reinvent herself and not be associated with uh, Drag Race Down Under. My question to you is, Tom, Mm. what do you do after you've said you're sorry? Show you're sorry. Okay. And what do you do after you've shown you're sorry? Keep showing you're sorry. Okay. When are you allowed to exist? Well, when is it okay for people like Scarlett and Sherry Pie and everyone? When is when is it okay for them to have their life back? I think oh, is it okay for when them? The community you've hurt says so. I mean, I don't believe in total cancellation, like ending people's lives completely. Mm. To me, somebody should be demonstrating their um, what's the word contrition. Mm-hmm. Um, they should be making the changes in their life and showing that they've made a change. Yep. I actually don't know if Scarlett has done that since then, so I can't speak with authority. I don't really know what she's been up to. I think I've seen a few pictures on Instagram, because I follow everyone on Instagram just to see what they're up to. doesn't mean I'm liking her perfect pictures or anything. But like, I'm sure I've seen a few pictures of her like performing not in drag. Yeah, because um, I follow the girls on Twitter, and I, uh, from what I remember... I just saw a lot of thirst pics in boy yeah. as in her boy self. I think like maybe promoting. I don't know. I, but just, I know that she worked. Was a in lot the of thirst of, pics mm, of her being a cute twink. Go go dancing and burlesque yeah. was kind of her trade even before she got into drag. I think. Mm. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I guess like you know you drew parallels with Sherry Pie. Um, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I. It is. Yeah. It's, with neither of them, because I'm not like the people who were was hurt by them. It's not up to me to forgive hey, them. My question is this. If someone from the community she hurt came out and said she's actually done some really good things um, since then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we would love to see her on the tour. Then is it okay? It it might be, but then one person doesn't speak for the whole That's community. What's, yeah, there there yeah. it is. It was, like, it's it's so difficult. What I'm trying to say is that when is it then okay? Yeah. When is it ever? Or is she just, should Scarlett Adams just drop off and stop doing drag? I think it would be better for her if she found another avenue of performance art. Honey, you are a good looking twink boy. You are prized among the gays. <laughs> you you are the most protected species in the LGBT. The white twink is the most protected species. You're not exactly endangered. You do not need drag, honey. <laughs> mm. You can. You will be fine. Yeah, that's what I feel. But you know, we, obviously, we spoke a lot about Sherry when she um, did the interview. With what was the interviewer's name again? I don't remember. Um, it was a very interesting interview, and Sherry spoke a lot about the work she'd done to treat her mental health problems and she apologized a lot but it's up to the individual whether that's enough for them i know sherry's posting on instagram oh sherry is um essentially trying a soft relaunch i think i think she's putting out the feelers yeah i think she's putting the feelers out there <laughs> no, no. was that a poor choice of phrase putting out the feelers 
Oh. So putting out your, just a little mm. test, a little test, yeah. a little marketing. You know how they do those little testing groups? Mm-hmm. Well, um, okay. Today, let's get on. First of all, I want to talk about the power ranking. We always had Power Rangers. The, the power ranking. Who was, I mean, Spanky. The other Jackson. Spanky is just, you know, Kennedy, Devonport, the Phoenix. That was, you know, that the girl that the trade mm-hmm. didn't like the session. Yeah. That's so tra- it goaded me. Then it set me on fire, but that, it didn't no, die. No, that was Spanky. Spanky. Oh, she's crystallized at this the point. The episode one, she died because trade killed her. She <laughs> is now. Spanky is the Phoenix who is crystallized and the Amazon storming the competition because she, she's you crystallized. Know, that's it. This she's is her. Fully crystal- she's like that new mechanic. That was a prophecy. In- that was a prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the new Pokemon game, Scarlet and Violet, the gimmick is essentially being crystallized. Crystallized. You get crystallized. Kennedy. You change your type the, and you get The door she's opened. I know. The door she's opened. The door she's opened. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Spanky is absolutely at the top. We've got doing Molly so well, and, and Yuri Guy are following very closely with one win each, which is great. Never in the bottom two, but Yuri popped into the bottom three in one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, and then we have... Hannah Conda and Minnie Cooper, who was safe, who have been safe. They've been really consistent and they've been high at times as well, but never in the bottom. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think Hannah is due a win. It's it's going to happen Hannah at some point. Hannah is absolutely yeah. due a win. She's very talented and likable. As is Minnie. As is Minnie. Yeah. They're, both, they're both like uncomfortably, like irritably safe. Like they, they're just <laughs> due it. You know, they are just... I itching. thought Minnie and... Um, I thought Minnie and Queen Kong was going to win last week. They were equally viable for the joint win, I think. We did say quite clearly we'd have been happy with either of those pairs, somebody winning. I think it would have been great for Queen Kong and her confidence. It would have been a great redemption yeah, for I her. Yeah, I think that would have kick-started like, okay, cool. She, she'll she be like, okay, cool. I am good. Mm-hmm. I'm now, now she'll kill it. Now she's going to go laser-focused yeah. and just annihilate. We then have Queen Kong and Beverly Kills and they're equally at the bottom because they've got one lip sync but I feel each. like at least Queen was high last week mm. Bev hasn't actually had a high placement yet she's been kind of safe safe bottom two okay yeah so she's a bit different there Queen Queen is at like had a bit more of a sense of momentum behind her Tom at this moment who was the winner or Drag Race Down Under. It's going to be... Well, I mean, if you're going to name one, it's Spanky Jackson. Yeah. It's the other Jackson. The the 10th Jackson Spanky. <laughs> um, I mean, she's your... She's your well, this week, because it's her fourth episode, you know how I love to bog on about statistics? We'll learn this week who the other one who is possibly going to win the season is based on statistics. Okay. It'll be Spanky Yuri or Molly. And I do suspect, like... I just feel like in my waters, it's probably going to be Minnie or Queen or Hannah. We know it's Snatch Game, mm-hmm. and it like it it feels like one of those girls who I just feel like they could be destined for the top three. Just going off these queens and what we've seen them demonstrate over the last episodes, mm-hmm. who do you think is going to do well in the Snatch Game? I think Spanky, Minnie, uh, Hannah. Uh, They'd be my I'm there top with three you. picks. I'm there, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm Hannah, Spanky, Minnie. Those those three, From I have an expectation of them yeah. to do well in this. Queen, I'm not sure. Because from what we've seen so far, Queen struggled with scripted comedy, but did well in like a stand-up-y hosting 
challenge and was really great and funny and I loved what she did. If she can channel that into a Snatch Game character, that'll be great. Some people are really good at being themselves mm-hmm. because their drag persona is a character. Yeah. And I think they're really good at doing that one character that they've nourished and, you know, like got guide and, and it's, it's mm-hmm. the ultimate self. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so people, it's just not the same as doing another character mm-hmm. it's it, it's not sometimes it doesn't translate definitely i don't think we should count molly out she's a funny girl yeah she's good i don't see it being bev's week for some reason why well what you know in the scripted acting challenge i think she was actually good she just had a small part that was kind of easy to overlook but she did what she could with it um and then when it came to the challenge with um the kind of stand-up hosting she was just her comedy was quite overthought um, and very planned, and her chemistry with Bev, uh, with um, Pamada obviously wasn't great. So it didn't pan out that well for her, and she was in the bottom two. And I think that's kind of the bit that's more applicable to. I don't see her improvising well, and like in talking heads and stuff, um, I see her as actually like a little bit serious, and she's not giving me like lots of jokes and like off the cuff remarks. It's not like stuff. a la la experience. Yeah, it's not like it's a not la la re. One thing that I'm wondering is I don't know if what she considers funny to mm. be a wider consensus of what we all think is funny. For example, mm. how she really wanted to do that toast. Yes. And she thought that that was, you know, that was a laugh. It, it was not. And, but she was mm. living for it. And for me, I'm like, I'm questioning. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, so, so that's, that's where my uncertainty with her and her character choices and what she does in Snatch Game. That, that's yeah. where it comes from. I just, I don't know. Anyway, last week we said goodbye to Pomara. We did. I finally found out where her name comes from, by the way. It's not a pun. It's based on her address in, where she grew up as a child, which is Aww, cute. Pomara nice. had something really special about her. It's not, hold on. It's not one of those, you know how you, there's those, how to find your drag yeah, name, yeah, yeah. the street you grew up it's in, very your that. favorite number, <laughs> your cat's first name. Was that how she got her name? Maybe. Could you imagine? Maybe. <laughs> so we said bye to her um the message that she left you know it's a it's a country message and it <laughs> ends with p.s watch your delivery mini oh little message to mini from beyond the grave i call shade <laughs> because i told you didn't we say that that hug was fake when oh, they yeah. they hashed that that hug was fake look it must be she must be pressed for one of her last messages to have a have a you know to th- in the last moments of your drag race journey that for you to, to be your thought. yeah for your mm. thoughts to still be angry at Minnie when she has nothing to do with the, it was like first of all you repaired with Beverly so um <laughs> she could have just as well put watch your delivery Bev yeah <laughs> so I'm watching like why is why is why is her name in your mouth so they had history definitely they'd had ups and downs they'd known each other for a while or was she speaking the room's thoughts I think she's speaking half the room's thoughts. Uh, well, there's this lovely montage where the queens are saying that the people who pass off money end up going home. Very much the pearl treatment. <laughs> very hard, isn't it? Yeah. Very, very much the pearl <laughs> slash Sonic heart. Because everyone. Sonic heart? Sonic? Sonic. Kylie Sneak Love. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Sneak Love. Mm-hmm. Um, because every person, for the her lipstick, the person that she chose yes. every week mm-hmm. went home. So she's yeah. really getting the um the Sonic and the Pearl. Yeah. Um the power. Oh, that's quite a powerful combo. Th- that, that is, Sonique that is. Pearl combo. Um uh, which is I'm, I'm trying to 
maybe it will unfold. Now, there is a little moment because it does come up again later when they sat down and then Beverly said, now that we're in a safe space and Pomara's gone, <laughs> I found it very tricky working with Pomara. I don't think she trusted my experience enough. When she says safe space, it's like, now that Pomara's not in earshot. The thing is, um, <laughs> we saw that, yeah, we saw that they weren't working well together, but apparently on the stage, they were both saying that they were working really well, well together. Well, they kind of did in front of the judges, didn't they? And we knew that came across a bit disingenuous but then mm. like what else are you gonna say in front of RuPaul? well that's it that's what you, you got to say because you're not going to cause drama up there are you and slag each other off it's just not a good look so um so we have to remember that because it does come up again later <laughs> as if by magic it does come up again later uh-huh. the whole um you know disingenuous whatever yeah um, we'll come to it we'll Bev's come to comment, it okay this week, everybody, is the Snatch Game. Yay! We're not going to say any more because we all know what it is. Yeah, it's, we, it's, we're familiar. It is, we're familiar. It is the, it's, it's in every single franchise, is it? Uh, not a single franchise has gone without Snatch Game, I don't think. I mean, season, um, season one of US did not have a Snatch Game. Uh, yes. It was well, invented in season two. But um, I think Thailand, um, yeah, Holland, UK, Espana, Italia, France. Snatch Game. Now, um, okay, so let's look. Let's just have a look at Snatch Game from season one. Mm-hmm. What, do you remember? What, what are your thoughts? I recall it being a little underwhelming. And we did have a little rewatch before this episode, just to familiarize. There were some good jokes in there, but um, the judging ended up being a bit funny in some ways, didn't it? It felt like a couple of girls were really, really protected. Girls who are protected all season long. Like, um, well, let's start with the positives. Who was funny? I mean, Anita definitely Anita deserved carried that. It. She, Anita she deserved needs that win. Get that girl a masseuse because her shoulders <laughs> her back held out. up yeah. that snatch game. Yeah. But also, um, etc. etc. Linda Chamberlain. Thank you, my baby. I mean, it, it was what, contra- what was that accent? What was that accent? Considering you're from down under. Um, <laughs> The Scouse accent and the Burmese and the London, everything's just like, I'm just, I'm, I am just a cocktail of You are a melting culture. pot of influences, aren't you? That's what you okay, are. Thank yeah. You. yeah. I thought she did a really good job as well. I mean, it's controversial. And she was safe. Do you remember? They made her safe. I think they did not want to draw attention to the performance or comment on it on stage. Um, it's so interesting, that choice, I think, because etc. was like the most woke queen on the cast. Um, she was so like an advocate for using correct pronouns and, um, you know, she was the one and it was edited out. She's the one who really went for Scarlett and Untucked. And we were just speaking about her actually opting out of the tour. She's a woke girl. And yet she used the darkest sorts of comedy possible. I mean, I watched it and I giggled. And I think we said this at the time. I think people out there have a right to be offended by that performance if, if that's how they feel. I think this is the kind of thing you would see in a drag club, that kind of that's, dark that's, comedy. The thing is, yeah, I know she's woke, but mm. what she did, I in, in my eyes, is okay in the drag world. It's dark comedy. It's their nighttime performers. They're entertained. I mean, it's... I mean, comedy is tragedy over time. The argument, I guess, is like, was it long ago enough? Because that was the 90s, wasn't it? Was it the 90s? I think it was the 90s. Gosh, we're old. 
<laughs> we were still alive. I think it probably happened before etc. was yeah. born. So, so to her, for her yeah. it was ancient history. <laughs> for her, yeah. it was it was ages ago. Ancient for history. us, I'm like, actually, mm-hmm. it's not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was bopping along to my cassette player <laughs> to Britney Spears. Sometimes I run, sometimes. <laughs> or you know, a little bit further through the 90s, the CD player with the anti-skip protection. Mm. We, sorry, Tom. Privilege. Privilege. Look at you, look at you, look at you demonstrating your life. Me on the school bus listening to Your luxury. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. I mean, you can't have other pigeons, but when you do, they're probably Italian. (laughs) See, I enjoyed the Maura Rose performance. (laughs) It was very silly. I don't think Rue really... I don't think Rue's seen Shit's Creek. I don't believe any gay person... Any person that is queer has not seen and or does not know of Moira Rose. That it will be the theme of one of my parties. I think when she said Catherine O'Hara, he was expecting Beetlejuice, Home Alone, um, that um, that dog one, um, best, in, best in Show. I don't think he expected... Um, uh, Moira Rose. The um, yeah, you're right. From what I'm remembering, again, season one was a little underwhelming with some stellar performances by, um, in my opinion, um, etc. etc. and Anita. They kind of carried it a bit. Now, Karen, no laughs whatsoever, and she wasn't in the bottom two. I mean, she uh, she has. M- she has a horcrux. That girl has too many lives. You, she cannot be killed. I swear that girl. What are her horcruxes? Uh, oh, RuPaul tat- must be one of them. That awful tattoo. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, the, the gollywog. That's one horcrux oh, gone. Oh my God. That, that she has had it removed, so she did lose a horcrux. She, she lost the horcrux. Um, they, they're out there. They're yeah. out there because she got all the way to the finale, everyone. Maybe the other members of her house, because they're all like Louise from reception and stuff, aren't they? Maybe they're horcruxes. Who would you do in Snatch Game? So I was thinking I mean, about this. Every, I mean, it's always going to change. I Today, th- as of 2022, uh-huh. August, Yeah. who would you do? I had an idea for a Down Ender Snatch Game today that I actually really like this idea. And I do Danny Minogue, but I do her like as really embittered and pretending to not know who Kylie is. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd, for the record, I love Danny Minogue. I think her back catalogue is highly underrated. She was fantastic as a judge on The X Factor. I loved how her hairstyle changed every week. Um, and she's beautiful. She is beautiful. Um, but I would that's how I portray her. I would do three characters. Mm-hmm. Um, this one would never change. I would always say Valerie Cherish. Yeah, she'll always be. But you'd have to say Lisa Kudrow. I would be Valerie Church after, after a long day at work. I don't need to see that. You could actually do Lisa Kudrow and go from Phoebe to Valerie. You see puppies. I see Korean barbecue. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I told you. I told you it wouldn't fly. If I let you have the puppies, I have to let weird old Mr. Schmidt have his Satan flag. What the fuck's a Satan flag? <laughs> <laughs> this is my People's Choice Award. And it's the most important. Because it's from the people. <laughs> you can have it on the desk and everything. Jane, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't use, use that, that you Jane. Use that Jane. thing is, Rue would live for Valerie because he, Rue <laughs> obviously loves the comeback. That's where he got the hello, 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 hello. when he yeah. walked into the workroom. And obviously Lisa popped along that time. Yeah. Because she was, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Um, the other two characters will be Mr. G. Great one, but obviously it has... Or Jermaine. Yes. Or Jermaine. And then... Um, from the Laughing Samoans, who I'm secretly hoping um, 
that Queen Kong does. Well, that would be great. I would love... I, I don't know that character, but I think you'd work really well with, you know, playing it's with a, your it's Samoan a, it's heritage. A, it's, a, it's a straight man who's talking, uh, who does comedy and drag. Okay, yeah, I and, get the concept. And this was a long, long, long time ago. That that it was it's it, oh gosh it's hilarious, love it. We'll probably go down really well with the down under um, uh, uh, audience. I mean, I, I'd love to do Danny, and uh, I'd like insist that they spelt my name correctly. It's like it's Danny with two N's and two I's, mm. that so, kind of thing. The reason we were talking about the conversation that Beverly said in mm-hmm. the beginning of the episode regarding not getting along with Paul Murray is that Minnie Cooper actually brings it. Up in the walkthrough she with the RuPaul. Now, I adore Minnie, but she's such a loose cannon. <laughs> she is such a loose cannon. She is bonkers. <laughs> I, Minnie is I bonkers. I love her for it. She's such great TV, but she's loose cannon. <laughs> she says, um, RuPaul asks her a question. She says, I have to work on my delivery, apparently. That's mm. good, you know, that's what was prompted because RuPaul asks her, how is she getting along with the girls? And when yeah. she responded, I have to work on my delivery. And you know what? It, it could have stopped there. But then she she did the, for example. <laughs> and then she and then she's like, for example, Beverly and Paul Mara. And then she explained the situation. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are your thoughts on this? What are my thoughts? I think this is classic mini. <laughs> I think there's a lot of factors at play here. I think... Minnie is a very heart on her sleeve, no filter type of person. And I think that factors in. I think another factor is that from the first episode, we did see this kind of um, ageism, young versus old kind of plot line developing. And she certainly has had her conflicts with the younger queens and um, <laughs> Bev is the latest kind of thing. But, you know, Bev was the one, you know, sitting there in untouched, slagging off Minnie's costume and... You know, remember when they did the design oh, challenge? Oh, do you think this is, she's held on to that? So she's been like... I, I think hmm. she's taken a lot of flack from the younger queens and this is how it's manifesting. I, I do feel that she's a bit sensitive. I think, I think she a is very a sensitive sens- person. Yeah. I think she'd be the first person to admit it. Yeah, she's very sensitive. So mm. I, I think that once these queens realise that, then they'll, they'll start adjusting their tones and what they say. But I think that they're not, they're not there yet. They're just... A lot of the times, I feel like there's an attack and a defense, and I feel mm-hmm. like I feel that's what that's what I'm seeing. But also, like you know, Minnie does not seem to have conflict with like Spanky Queen. These like more mature queens who there's like a mutual respect. So, so are you so? Is it because Minnie's picking fights with the younger ones, or do you think that the younger ones are um, have found? giving themselves permission to come for Minnie. I think there's sensitivity on both sides and okay. it's led to conflict. Now, um, the what I, my thoughts about it is that, you know, having to work on your delivery, the thing is the Beverly and Pomara, there was no discussion made. So there's no delivery made. So mm-hmm. that's not an example to have been brought up. You could have brought up, oh, I said this to someone and they took it wrong. That would have made sense. I I think what she was saying was, I kind of find it ironic that I'm being told to work on my delivery when I think Bev should have been more honest with Pomada in the room. Okay. Well, then, yeah. I think then that I, was the point she I was would, making. I retract what I said, if, you know, if that's what she's going for. I also validate 
Bev's right to feel upset in this situation as well because it must not feel nice to have something like that said to the person who's judging you um, and has the power to decide if you stay or go. So I validate both sides of this argument. I, mm. I th- I'd really like him to have a little sit down by the end of the episode, maybe an untucked and, and sort another this fake out. hug. <laughs> Maybe a real one, and, this and time. then and then when she goes home, another message to Minnie <laughs> next week. This one's like Minnie working in delivery. Yeah, working delivery and are, the are costume we, because um, I don't I don't take back what I said about episode one. Uh, we're, we're saying now there is there is a cross Minnie Cooper and you go home curse. Yeah, she will run you over, <laughs> girl. Minnie Cooper. Cooper, Cooper will run. Don't don't uh, you get in her way. That she is this is drag race and she is here. Yeah, to to race. So <laughs> she's here. over the drag queens. <laughs> Okay. Before we get on to the extra snatch game, I think we should ever watch it. Now, Queen Kong has a, a lovely mirror moment she where does. she's talking about being lucky to have a career because she actually has a sister who was younger, 14 years old, who dropped out of school to work with his mom. So she had to sacrifice her schooling to help mm. out. And I mean, and this tugged in my heartstrings because mm. this is. This is something that I know mm-hmm. because I've had family, many family, many cousins to do do that. Not just cousins, I've heard about at school. Mm-hmm. The next year I'll come back and then they'll be like, oh, someone's not returned this year. Mm-hmm. And then they said that, oh, they, I'll find out for the grapevine, they had to drop out to help with the, the family because, yeah. you know, because it's, it's a financial struggle. So they had to drop out to look for, for work. So um, it's, it's just such me. a reality and for me in the, the Pacific and Polynesian culture and, and I guess many others not just us you know, we just don't have the financial means I mean that tells me something about kind of like the obviously you can comment on this far better than I can but it just I think there should be some sort of provision from the government that prevents young women dropping out of, of school like that it, it really kind of affects their prospects and their future, there, sh- there should be some other means of support if that's what's needed within the family. I think that there is, but I, th- I think at 16 years old in New Zealand, or 15, you're allowed to drop out of school. The, the she- Queen was talking about her sister being 14. Well, I, I don't know. She went, well, that's, I don't know. Was it? Was he still in Samoa or Tonga? Was it? I, I don't know how that happened. Mm, we don't know enough about I do, where yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how that happened because mm. in New Zealand, I don't think that's allowed. I remember, I remember... The I remember a discussion. Uh, I feel I feel really bad for saying this, but my brother, one of my elder brothers, was struggling in school to the point where it was so frustrating. And I remember them saying, "If you don't get your grades up, you might as well just drop out and help out dad, go to work." I remember that conversation happening when I was younger. Mm. I remember hearing that, and that scaring me. So I was like, "Oh, I got to work really hard in school." So it really affected you to hear that conversation well, going on. It, well, but you because, were such because a I knew that was student. a real because I knew that that wasn't a threat. I knew that that happens a lot. I knew that mm. I knew cousins who had done that. I knew people at schools who to drop out to help out to go work to help out the family. So I knew that okay, maybe that might happen. But I remember that being a conversation growing up and hearing. You truly valued your education, though, and you worked your socks off. You you were a real scholar. Yes, I well, everyone. I was a. I could have been a doctor. I could have been a doctor. Of course. Now, there's so much pressure on Queen Kong because of this. I wonder, she's been, you know, saying that there was so much guilt every time they had fun because knowing the sacrifice made by a younger sibling so that she could have this. I wonder if this is why, for me, and this is just my observation, and and it may be very incorrect, when I see Queen Kong in in the workroom Mm -hmm. with RuPaul, Queen Kong, to me, looks quite nervous. Completely agree. 
like like very like less scared with her sisters in the workroom she has gravitas and confidence in front of rue she looked petrified yeah. like I, I felt like she was shivering she was really really like don't want to say anything wrong don't want to do anything absolutely. wrong i have to make sure i'm perfect i can't you know i'm she really conveyed a sense of somebody who's carrying a lot of weight on her shoulders, not just her family, as we just came to understand, but her community as well, I think. I feel like she she's here representing Pacific Island people, um, and she really wants to do a great job to do her people proud and represent them. And on the one hand, I have huge admiration for her. On the other hand... I think she needs to somehow let go of that so she can be herself on the show and really shine. Mm. I agree. I'm with it's, you. It's, it's going to hold her back if she's so worried all the time. Yeah. Um, and like in front of Rue, she was just like nodding and like, yeah, okay, you don't think that's good. Oh, what, what, what should I do? Kind of, and it, it didn't seem like her when she's like in the workroom with the rest of the girls. Absolutely. I think she's so fantastic and I just like root for her every week. I want Queen to go far. Look, let's have a look at the Snatch Game, okay? We just watched the Snatch Game. We did indeed. The Drag Race Down Under Season 2 Snatch Game. I love these queens. Yep, let's preface with that. Let's preface with I love these queens. Yes. I've never done Snatch Game. Who am I to speak about? Should we just leave it there? Then? So, yeah. we end the so we're going to go to the runway. <laughs> no. No. I actually, having watched it, I think I've got fairly clear ideas about tops and bottoms and stuff, but let's go through them girl by girl, maybe weave in. No, 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 no. First of all, let's talk about who our tops are. Oh, okay. Okay. For me, the for me, there's a, there's a very clear winner. Okay. Okay. Do you have? A I've winner? got a clear top three, but I'm unsure of the winner. I I have a clear winner, and I'll say it. I want to say it. I want to be brave. Oh, wow. We're Brett, talk, we're talk about brave. her. Um, Liza. Liza won. I think probably she's definitely in my top three. Liza so, Minnelli won. So Hannah Conda did Liza Minnelli. The third queen that we know of off the top of our heads to do Liza. Alexis Michelle won with her. In season nine. Scarlet from and Scarlet Canada's Bobo. Drag Race. Got high it? with her, I think. Yeah, she, she did got, the job. She got high with, with Liza. <laughs> oh, uh, but said. for me, Liza won. Her accent. The, first she of all, the look, the, the whole, like, <laughs> like she, the, the, the giddiness of it, which kind yeah. of overtook the speech, the exaggeration of that yes. cracked me up. The so, whole sissy yeah. that walk, the song. That was very good. The interactions. She just nailed it. She nailed Snatch Game for me. I Done. think for me, of all the Liza's we seen she was the most caricature-ish the most over the top which was really good and really really funny i enjoyed watching her a lot she was constantly on um she was incomprehensible at times with her accent which i really really enjoyed yes i did it i i think it was deliberate so i only have a top a high two my other person is the um humphreys yeah spanky. so spanky spanky's one. up there for me as well as as well, we say Barry Humphreys, but she was Dame Adna throughout. She wasn't any mm. of the other characters that Barry Humphreys does. Um, great tribute to a down under drag icon, I thought. You know, it's really interesting how we hear so little talk about Dame Adna on Drag Race Down Under when she's like the foremost proponent of Aussie drag, isn't she? Mm. And um, it took a Kiwi to do her to bring her to the stage. <laughs> I thought her mannerisms were great. I saw Dame Edna. She had the facial expressions. The voice was there. I'm going off you. I don't know Dame Edna. 
don't you? No, and I'm from Down Under. Well, she was very popular in the UK. We really embraced Dame Edna because we love that kind of old school drag. And like Barry Humphreys is a straight guy, as far as I'm aware. Um, you know, that kind of old school straight guy drag kind of thing. Okay. Um, I thought she was great. I think the mannerisms were fantastic. Is, even though I didn't know her, I still enjoyed her character. Her, yeah. I, I enjoyed what she said. Like some of the things that she said was just funny and I and I kind of got it. You can see Damad. You know what she looks yes, like. Yes, I, yeah. I know her. I just don't know her. <laughs> and if I had to choose another top... It would if I, I mean you're making me forced to choose one because um, I, I, would I choose know who Courtney mine would be. Love. Yeah, mine too. I yeah. thought Yuri did a. Yuri's really growing in this competition. I think I had her down as a look queen when when she first arrived, right. but she this girl is funny, right? I thought she chose a great character. We've not seen Courtney Love done before. Um, that off the top of my head, I don't think we have. Um, I think Courtney Love is really ripe, fertile ground for comedy, and she portrayed her beautifully. She did this, you know grungy kind of skanky personality um and it was really really good the jokes were there she was always on she had little bits like sniffing the pen um the other thing about her shoes was funny um and her answers were funny as well i thought she i thought yuri was like definitely top three um yeah i thought she was great well done well done yuri like you're blossoming loving it it was for me what I enjoyed about Courtney Love um, and her portrayal, sorry, the portrayal of Courtney Love is the body language, the hair, the little way she'll look left mm-hmm. and touch herself and sniff the glue. It was the the character that was just so solid that I liked. And then um, hearing some of the answers, it was, you know, it was, it was good. Have you ever seen any like, interviews with Courtney Love? Oh, I've like, seen special, the one with her and Bonotta. That's so good. I love Madonna. that. Madonna. I can watch just, that on repeat. That, no, that's awkward. That's so awkward. I mean, Madonna's having none of it. Oh, Lord. They're, they're complete opposites, though, because Madonna is so controlled and measured, and Courtney Love is chaos personified. Can you pick, for me, any of the remaining four? To be safe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Queen. Queen raised a few laughs. Now, she did Nini Leaks, who had been done by Peppermint before unsuccessfully it landed during the bottom two all she knew was boop and rupaul gave her boop um i thought she had a few funny moments um i thought a character characterization was there and she was she was in character when i think nini i think like that extra that high pitch that fast talking mm. that drama seeking that like you never i just i didn't get the i mean First of all, and you're a gay version of Nini, you should have been above extra. She, I, I didn't see that. I, I didn't see Nini. I she could have gone for it more. She and gone for I it thought more. that um, when Raven topped her answer, I thought... Raven probably won this snatch game. Yeah, Ra- when Raven <laughs> saw her answer and then said, because every time you death drop, it is a, you know, something to that line. I was like, oh, Raven just... Out did you on Raven was stunning as well. Oh gosh, isn't she just that blue pixie cut with just... the with the blue ruffles? Like Raven, can you just stop it, please? I, j- I just think don't. that um, Nini could, there could have been more. I didn't. I didn't see Nini and things like I, yeah. Okay, I didn't see Nini. Who would you name as safe then? I I would leave it into the hands of RuPaul because mm. it was the the and what let's keep talking. I didn't. The Orville pick was just such a miss for me. It was a strange choice for Molly, and I was worried for her from the moment she chose Orville Peck. Because if you're going to sit... I know Orville Peck. Um, I know his music. 
Um, I like his music a lot. He's not funny, as far as I'm aware. I've not seen any interviews with him. Um, but if you're wearing a mask, very, very hard to be funny and to connect with the audience and to tell your jokes. And he's a cowboy. Like, sure, he's a gay he's a gay cowboy. That's his shtick, yeah. And he does country music about homosexual themes. But, like, she didn't really capitalise very well on where the humour could be derived from that. Molly is funny, so this surprised me. I think her character choice was poor. I think she hamstrung herself with this character choice. I, I can, we're here to talk about our fave. M- Minnie. Minnie. I was a little disappointed with me. Now, Minnie was Minnie. Minnie, Minnie was Minnie. So um, we've seen Alan done before um, by Blair Sinclair on All Stars 5. Mm-hmm. Unsuccessfully. Yes. I will say that. Um I had high hopes at the beginning for Minnie because she did at least have one good joke, which could actually put her into maybe being safe because I thought the joke about Portia calling her her boomerang was quite funny. Um, and that did make me chuckle. She kind of unraveled a little bit from there. I don't know what it was, but she was more Minnie than Ellen to me. She And then there was that, there was that thanks very much, I'm Ellen. It was very Jaden Deagle Fierce's mm. vision. Mm-hmm. It was uh, that that callback that just kind of didn't land. She actually looks slightly too glamorous to be Ellen as well. <laughs> like she looks really pretty. I, I, I mean, thought, I'm not saying Ellen's not pretty, but Ellen's not glam. Minnie was, I didn't hear anything very Ellen-y. I don't Ellen's think. Ellen's got a really distinct set of awkward mannerisms. And the thing for me, Ellen stutters a lot. Ellen, I've ne- I've always been baffled by her popularity, even I, before all yeah, the same, all same. The I've never, I've never really. Ellen's never really grown She's on me. She's weirdly awkward and stilted. Um, she was good in the, you know, her sitcom. That was funny because she was playing a role. But in, I was always been baffled by by her talk show success. She's she's a really strange person. Um, and all I saw really was Minnie. And I love Minnie, and I love Minnie being Minnie. But we, I wanted to see a Snatch Game character. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she didn't play around with the character as much. I I think they would put her in the bottom with Orville. I think them two are lip-syncing tonight. I guess the thing with well, Minnie is the disappointment factor, because we really hoped this would be her forte, and she'd be high. Well, I want, yeah, I kind of want Minnie to win. I mm. really did, because then she'll be up there. She, and she but, was great in the stand-up last week, so... Beverly... I love, but Beverly is just not funny. I, I, I mean, yeah. when RuPaul asked her if she's, if, pe- if she, you know, do people think of funny? She said, yes, I think she needs to get some honest friends. Did you notice Beverly, the long you, pause before Be- she said yes? Beverly, Beverly, you are not a funny girl. I am. People have lied to you several, several times. times. You, there's no jokes, no humor. Beverly, <laughs> you are beautiful. You are talented. You don't need to be funny, girl. Yeah, like move away from the so, funny. So, actually, do you think that's what it is? She's never had to be funny. Like she's you know, gorgeous, people yeah. who are you know, people. She's gorgeous. You don't need to tell I jokes. I say that people who've always been beautiful have never had to develop a sense of humor. I'm always. I'm, we're the exception, Tom. I think <laughs> we're gorgeous and we're funny. Um, but. I, I do think that the the bottom three are absolutely going to be Ellen Orville and then Beverly. And I think Beverly might be saved. I I don't know. With Beverly, what was unfortunate is she took me on a really long walk with every single joke without a payoff. Yeah. She put you through cardio for no exactly. reason. And that, that like, 
It, well, I could see her working so hard and I admired the effort she put in. She was she was really consistent with her character. The other thing I noticed with Minnie as well, and this was sweet in a way, she was laughing at other people's jokes as Minnie. She was, <laughs> do, do you get what I mean? It's like she broke character quite a lot. But it's lovely that she was enjoying everybody else's performance. The thing is, um, yeah, Ellen's not that very, she, she's not an overly hyper. She's weirdly po-faced. Yeah, exactly. She only so, laughs at her own jokes. I uh, yeah, and um, this this snatch game lived up to season ones. I think like the the bottom three to me are probably Bev, Minnie, and uh, Molly. We'll see what happens there because this would be, you know, the fact. We'll get into it, but track. We'll see what the runway. The thing the is, runway if, could rescue someone. Whoever's in the bottom with Molly is likely to go home because Molly's got to win. And I feel like if you're in the bottom with someone who's got to win, then you have to defy gravity, breathe fire. You ha- you know, bring bring back the dead, cure coronavirus yeah. in order to stay. And if it's Bev, it would be her second time in the bottom as well against somebody who has a win. We're talking about track records, factoring in and stuff, but let's let's see what the runway brings. It could rescue someone. Category is Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. I guess we saw something similar on Canada season two, didn't we? But um, first up, we have Minnie Cooper. <laughs> She's serving kind of like a fun party clown. Lots of colours, clashing prints. There's like some Poochie-esque prints and that kind of stuff in there. She's got her little roller boots on. Do you know what she reminds me of more than anything? Is um, Madonna did this actually really quite weird concert called Tears of a Clown in Melbourne, actually, in 2016. And that's what Minnie's giving me. It's it's like a children's party, like Drake. Like, it's full of life. She's so Minnie energy. In. She's giving me energy. She's giving me life. She's giving me performance. Performance. Tom, is she giving you fashion? She's giving me more cute, fun drag. Yeah than fashion but that's cool it's given the theme and stuff it's it very works. mini very energetic queen kong the hairy lady or the bearded lady she looks really stunning so like bearded lady immediately puts me in mind of uh, american horror story there was a bearded lady character there wasn't there um also gives uh, me um the what was it this is me the singer oh god what was her name yeah no yeah 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 yeah. but queen looks so pretty she pulls off a beard really really well um she unveils this kind of merkined sequined cat suit which is a little bit gautier the the kind of beaded cat suit but the whole effect to me is very secret follies with the dramatic kind of black feather um uh, kind of duster that she's wearing. I think she looks really cool and beautiful. I love this. Yeah. I mean, she looks Great stunning. presentation. Her mug. Her mug is so gorgeous. What about Spanky now, Jackson? Spanky, I think, is actually doing a direct reference to a Galliano Fidior collection, I think Couture 2007, which is very clown and harlequin um influenced and who was wearing it i can't remember which model but it's a very distinct look the only difference is that one had a harlequin print on it you know like a diamond print whereas she's gone for a but the silhouette is exactly the same from the peplum to the kind of pedal pusher cut to the um little piratey cap i I do think that was her inspiration here she looks great I, i i like this is the first time i think we've seen spanky in trousers pants on the runway another good way of showing off those wonderful legs of hers I mean, it's it looks, it's cute, 
Okay. I enjoy this a lot. It's very Pierrot. It's cute. I, I thought it was... Um... I thought it was cute. I just, it looked, it was like homemade couture. Let's it's, be honest. It's a different vibe. And the, I mean, like, I can't sew. Like, I couldn't sew that. But, um, you know, f- from the expectation of RuPaul's Drag Race, I feel that that was a bit underwhelming. You wanted a bit more grandeur, and that's fine. I thought this was very chic, and I thought she looked great. I love the presentation, because it was less, um, Spanky usually goes for something really comedic on the runway, but this is more like sad Piero clown. Okay, cool. So fuck my drag. Yeah, fuck yeah, your drag. Fuck my drag, drag right. Okay, cool. You know, I'll just, I'll just push record. Cord. Shall I, Tom? <laughs> I'll just edit. You can go shave your back now. <laughs> <laughs> Yuri, Yuri looks great as always. Somewhat simpler presentation from Yuri than we've seen before. However, the performance really sets off. So she's got this kind of like um, almost Dolce & Gabbana-esque like uh, pearl beaded um, corset um, that she strips off into this really fun burlesque performance and she's like a tattooed rock and roll burlesque lady. I like the contrast between like the hard like rock and roll mullet and tattoos and the softness and of the pearls and like the purity of the pearls. I think it's a really nice contrast. What do you think? I think her, her face looks amazing. Uh, it always looks amazing. Her wig is amazing. I like the outfit before the striptease. That's it. I think the performance really sold it, though. But I see what you mean. I mean, obviously, she walks off looking very... But she's wearing, like, a full new delusion body stocking with tattoos there. She's not nude. I... Yeah. So fuck okay. Track, okay. I wasn't saying she wasn't, uh, Dara. I like... You need, um, you need to stop topping up their Prosecco, babes. No. Okay. Going off the deep end. I really like Bev's presentation. I think Bev does great on the runway. She's giving us the combination of Lion and Lion Tamer, isn't she? And she's cracking that whip. Now, um, this is lovely. I love the bigness, bigness of the hair. It's very liony. Um, the colours are very reminiscent of the Savannah and a lion. I love the fit and flare mermaid cut. Now, what it reminds me of, uh, Bob Mackey did this collection. Um, I think it was called To Broadway With Love. And there was like a Lion King gown in there that's kind of reminiscent. Between the cape and the big headpiece and hair and the colours is quite reminiscent, actually. I wonder if it was on the mood board when this was being created. I'm living for everything from the breast upwards. And when I say I'm living, it's like you're bringing back the dead. The mug <laughs> with that, the, mug with the jewelry, with the hair, with that piece on the head. is This is art. This uh, I love that Enough so much. Enough to save her from the bottom two? Um, not on a week where the Snatch Game's involved. Nothing can mm. save you. No runway can save you from the Snatch Game. That is it, isn't it? It's, it's I mean, the two front runners of Canada's Drag Race season one, Brooklyn oh, and Eve and um, Eve Yodley were both from the bottom. Well, also, like, look at what we've just had. Um, Lady Boom Boom and Kimmy Couture, who were exactly. front runners and put in the bottom. Put in, you, I mean, Snatch Game, you are not allowed to screw up. You're right. Now, next, we have Molly Poppins. Kind of speaking of bottoms, she looks super cute as well. And we know that Molly wanted to be a clown growing up. So she's living her fantasy here. Um, I'm getting Hamburglar um, <laughs> a little bit with the stripes, right? Tom, no, that's you know the- so and so you cannot say that. Black and white stripes give hamburger. Oh, the hamburger. I was thinking, sorry. <laughs> yes, the hamburger. You know, Absolutely. Ronald McDonald's. Yes, Tom. Is he his yes, friend? Tom. Is this yes, his Tom. enemy? I don't know what the storyline was there. But, you know, I love the cutesiness of, I, I always love um, like powder pink with bath time blue together. Um, 
the cage skirt always gives me a bit of McQueen vibes. This is fun. I love the candy floss elements. The makeup is great. Yeah, super cute and fun. Yeah. Also super cute and fun is Hannah Conda. Um, now, as they say on the runway, um, she's giving a bit of magenta from Rocky Horror Show, isn't she? That's absolutely what I saw. Um, bit of Patricia Quinn, but very Harlequin. I was fucking down the street, just the heaven the that's, thing. That's 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 Columbia, but okay. Which one's magenta? Um, the the the. the I'm not going to do her bit, but she's the do the, her bit. the husky. Um, I want to hear it. I can't think of her bit now because you put oh, me on the spot. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. Your favorite musical is what? The Rocky Horror Show? It's so dreamy. Oh, fantasy free me so you can see me. Oh, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's magenta. Right. But um, this had a bit of a goth lolly quality to it as well, didn't it? There's a bit of Victoriana. Um, between like the cut of it and the ruffle and the, the the kind of umbrella. It was kind of like Harlequin meets Goth Lolly. Okay. You know? Right. I could see Lily from Tekken wearing this. After you dress her up in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. cool. All right, um, Tom, it's, it's that time. It's that time of the week. We it, need yeah. to decide um, who the winners are nothing's changed my tops and bottoms if anything i think that queen looks so good that it's kind of solidified her safe spot okay the winner has to be hannah it is hannah for me the bottom two is between again still between bev minnie and molly but molly's got a winner i don't know if they'll save her for their I just don't know. The bottom is going to be Minnie and Molly or Minnie and Biv. It's it's one of those combinations. We know who our bottom three is. And our winner, I would put my money on Hannah, but Spanky and Yuri obviously did a great job as well. But I think they're probably going to be wanting to even out some wins. Yeah. And Hannah's been overdue. You so know. it's not that she's overdue. She deserves the win. She, she deserves she the win. She bloody well deserves, she deserves the win. She, she did a fab great. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Hannah, because I know you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah, look, I got your back, girl. I got your back. <laughs> Congratulations, Hannah Conda. Yeah, first win, Hannah. Um, well deserved. And the Snatch Game. And so it's a one and a half. So you're it's, like you're like right at the top. It's now. a win with a gold star attached to it. Yeah, it is. It is the win. So like congratulations. The and we had in the bottom the bottom three were who we said there would be was yeah. Bev, Molly, and Minnie. With the bottom two being Molly, sorry, no, Minnie, Minnie and um, Bev. Mm-hmm. To Lady Gaga's "Dance in the Dark," which is a song that I love. It's off the. Um, the like second release, the Fame Monster. Mm. I don't think it was a single. I, I mean, I, it's really I know. It. Yeah, I know, but it's really unusual for like. It's cheaper, Tom. Yeah, it's cheaper it's to a buy the great right. song again. Very Madonna reference thing, I think. There's With the cr- name checking in the middle. There was a for me, Beverly Assess. She was amazing. I loved it. I could. I this was so good. She, the, the feeling, I felt her, she just was so true to this. There's one moment where she went out of it because she was just trying to respond to Minnie, but saying she like that, but take Mm. that away. Everything that Bev did was beautiful and she just felt it. And the emotion, everything was correct. It was correct. It's a very like emotionally intense song and I think the themes are along the lines of like self-empowerment, kind of appreciating your own beauty, 
like dismissing outside influences kind of thing. And I think Beverly did convey that actually really, really well. Minnie, I suspect Minnie wasn't super duper familiar with the song. I liked that she stayed in the clown character and did what she could with that. I think she chose to go for like an absurdist kind of clowny take on it, but it didn't translate as well. Minnie was just song. having a laugh, wasn't she? She was just Minnie having was a ball. Minnie was just being Minnie. Minnie was <laughs> adorable. <laughs> and she, how many spins did she do? Girl. Upwards of 10. Um, she was spinning. She was clowning. She was very, very entertaining. But I think Beverly matched the tone of the song better. I do agree with Beverly, you. Beverly, it was, yeah, Beverly absolutely won this lip sync. And it was, it was, it was a nice, I, I enjoyed this lip sync. Sometimes, would, sometimes I just watch it and I'm like, oh, who's doing better? Who's doing worse? But this one was just a true performance. And it, I give props to Bev because I really enjoyed If we're going on the strength here. of the lip sync, it would sadden me a lot to see Minnie Cooper go home this oh, episode no. because she's been so fun and so good all season and she's just had a bit of a duffer of an episode but you're not allowed to trip up <sighs> that's drag race acid Betty. Max. season eight max, max season seven i mean you just can't can you no should we see what happens yeah we know what happens but let's hear it Congratulations, Bev, for surviving a lip sync. She did, but it's a very sad farewell to Minnie Cooper. Who brought so much character to the season. She was such a firecracker. We, <laughs> a we loose cannon. A loose cannon we watched. <laughs> we loved, but such an entertainer. We loved watching her so much this season. Uh, we really had her pegged for top three. And mm. she had a bad week, and that's what happens on Drag Race, unfortunately. She was a superstar going in. She'll be a superstar going out. Um, just sad to see her go, unfortunately. I thought she was both a fantastic performer and very talented and great TV. Yeah. Um, but there we go. She was entertaining to the last. I loved her little outro thing. <laughs> like, is this where we do the reshoot and you just send Bev home? <laughs> It's sad to see her go. It is. Definitely. Um, I I absolutely enjoyed watching her every week. We're now at the top six. uh, Sort of similar time to Canada's Drag Race, actually. So they're kind of lining up a bit. um, And it's going to be a girl group challenge next week. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's It's going to be great. It's It's going to be great. It's going to be nice. Next week, we might be a bit later because it's Manchester Pride and we're going there for the weekend. Or we Mm. might just take the podcast on the road and podcast at our hotel. We're going to feel the vibes. The hotel that we're on is on. We will see the gate. It's off Canal Street. It's off Canal Street. It's it's in the Pride, the gay village. So, guys, we're actually leaving the house for a change. It's not something we often do. Uh, Um, We're we're taking this on the road. We might be podcasting from Manchester Pride. Let us know if you're around. Um, Buy a drink. Shout through the hotel window. Buy us a drink if you see us out. It should be great. Look, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that, aren't we? Yeah, we'll, yeah let's yeah, give it a go. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. All right. Anyway, but that's for the week. Make sure you join us. We're doing Canada Drag Race and Drag Race Down Under. We're loving it both. Write us a review. Send us a message. Um, follow us on our Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, want to post some looks? You know where to find us. So make sure to join us mm-hmm. back here. Spitting the GNT podcast. This is Bolo. And at a time. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. <laughs>